0: Come on, come on, let's have it!
1: Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts, Callum Webber and Jacob Ingramgore.
0: Yes, the boys! Welcome to the next episode of the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast. Yet again, we are here, myself, Mr. Callum Webber. And we've got a very, very, very good guest on today. Um, a lad who I've known for a few years. We originally connected um, through uh, something called BNI, which is like a business network meeting. Uh, Callum knows him through uh, doing personal development events and going to sales training events and stuff like that. But on the podcast today, we've got Mr. Daniel Fisher And mate, you've got a very successful business, you live a mad life, you've travelled the world, you've got mad stories and stuff. So just to give a bit of context to the listeners before we dive in deep and get into the value and have a bit of banter and all that stuff,
2: Dan, mate, share a bit about your story. I wouldn't say it was mad, but uh, firstly, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, It's my story, where do you want me to start? Wherever you want, mate. Start from the beginning. Jesus, what, where I was born. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, flip,
0: flip back to your, your early 20s.
2: Yeah, cool. So, when I first started out, yeah. So, I remember um, I first when I first started in business, it was because I worked in oil and gas. So, I used to work at Black Football Club, then I worked in oil and gas. So I had a few decent jobs and then just realised, obviously, I wasn't appreciated. So, that's when I started, like, doing marketing services. Um, 20, 20 22 24 years old maybe and that's when I first started out so um I literally started on the side like doing it for people uh, I was just doing a bit of like a SEO social media back then because it was all kind of kind of fresh and new uh, and then that's when we started like building websites for people and that's when I quit my job I was on holiday and I'd, I remember I'd asked for a pay rise um and i just won a massive contract. It was like a couple hundred thousand pounds. And I just asked for a pay rise. And um, they said no. I think they tried to give me a pay rise of like 400 quid or something. Um, and this is like a big contract they were trying to get for years in America that never got. And I'd managed to get it. So whilst I was on holiday, I was like, yeah, actually, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go back and just hand in my notice. So I walked in, sat down with the guy. And I was just like, oh, I'm handing my notice. And he goes, oh, what are you going to do? And my actual words were like, I haven't a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, handed in my notice, and then on the side, taught myself how to build my own website, and then it just kind of went from there. Really,
1: that's amazing. Nice. So you literally like you, you made well you made the company a couple of extra hundred grand, like for the company, oh, yeah. and they, they wouldn't even give you four hundred pound pay well, four hundred pound pay rise.
2: Yeah,
1: it's um, that is unbelievable. So in terms of making that decision, then to to like quitting your job and then starting your business how long did it take you to, to from starting your business to actually turning it into um enough income to be able to live like live well
2: define well <laughs> so good good question As in to so, live solely on that income yes well that was the thing i decided before i before i even started doing it a bit so i decided i was just done so i just went in handed my notice so i i attempted to give myself 30 days so I handed him my notice, went home, and napped in the evening, building my own website, just building a nice little WordPress website. I just picked the theme, boom, 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 done, started building it. So I was like, right, this is the point where – and I didn't really – back then, I was really shit. I didn't have any savings. I was probably living month to month on all the wages and stuff like that because that, that's what you do. Like, that's mostly what people do in their 20s, don't they? It's kind of like I'm living on the wages every month. I've not really been that clever with money. I'll do other little bits. I'll just waste it on holiday or whatever. So yeah, as soon as I handed my notice, I was like, right, I've got 30 days till I finish. Obviously, I've got a paycheck after that, and then from there is it literally it's all whatever I earn is is my money. Then so that's when I literally started messaging people that I knew online and stuff. And to be fair, we say like social media, it was all right back then. But again, like stuff like LinkedIn and that, it wasn't massive. Like it's not like anything like it was now. So um, it was just like trying to ask people I knew if they knew any work. And then as Jacob said before. First thing I did because I started doing marketing, I just looked at local networking events and stuff, and someone invited me down to this thing called BNI, which is like a business network organization. It's like worldwide one that started in America, and I just went. Now I was just like, do you know what? I'll go and see what it's like. And the only <laughs> to be fair, the only reason I went is because I was at an um, office building in Preston because a friend of mine run the office building, so I was, I, I was working out of there. And just because it was there on like a, what was it was early morning, like half six starts. I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll go down and check it out. And that's literally where i got my first clients from so it was like contacts a man, but went to that network and i was like yeah i can do the bits of social media a bit of direct marketing because that was my background um so that's when i first started getting into so i got like three or four contracts that pay me like 350 400 quid a month so i knew that was all my expenses covered and that was it as yeah. soon as i got those expenses covered i was like right how do we go on to the next level
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah. And then in terms of, let's rewind to obviously going back to that next level, like obviously I met you in Elite Closing Academy. Obviously, you know, that investment's over like £9,000. Has invested in yourself and investing in education, has that been like a huge part of um, what you've been able to create, like fast forward to right here, right now?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people at times, so like you said, £9,000 for Elite Closing Academy, which is great because there's certain things you've got to invest money in and stuff like that. But a lot of people underestimate the value of stuff like YouTube and just Google going and learning and stuff like if you're in the digital space or want to get in the digital space. Like there's Google, there's a free garage on Google, there's lots of different stuff, the YouTube stuff, there's lots of free resources online. So invest your time. And you know, it's like people say it all the time. I was I was watching a thing yesterday, it was on a Netflix programme about money. And they were telling people how to be better with money and stuff like that. And I was talking to one of the girls and she goes, I'm really creative. I'd love to do just stuff on the side, but I'll work 50 hours a week. And I looked and I went, 50 hours a week? So Even if you did 10 hours a day for five days, you've still got, sleeping for eight hours, you've still got another, what, six hours in each day for those five days and then the other 16 hours of each day. And I thought, you lazy bastard. And I was like, you saying you've got no time. You can go online in that time and do that, but I bet she sits there watching Netflix, messaging her friends, going out, doing whatever else, and not thinking about that personal development side. And even if it even if she did an hour a day on the side or t- learning or trying to do something, that's what people don't see. I went home every night when I handed my notice, built my website, got everything set up so that started messaging people. So then when I left it was done. But yeah, the Thank personal you development know. side. oh sorry, go yeah. on, Jacob.
0: No, no, I was just going to say, like, obviously, you like, bang on what you were saying then, and obviously, you know, them times when you're not working, that's like your, your business building time, your income producing activities, but even like when you are, like, you know, when you're commuting to work or whatever, it's shit like that when you, you whack a podcast on or an audio book or something, it's like utilizing your time wisely, even though you're working 50 hours a week or whatever, like, I don't know what, you know, jobs are different and stuff, if you're doing something that's mundane, whack the earphones in, you know, crack on with a podcast or something like that. Like there's so many ways to do it. Um, so, you, so you bang on there, mate. you absolutely bang on.
2: This girl though on the program, I think she worked at bars, but she wanted to be, she wanted to do something creative and stuff like that. And then, but yeah, it was just that thing of, and the, the woman even said to her, I was like, you've got loads of time here. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah just doesn't make sense. But yeah, so it, that's it. And as you said, you've got the travel time of work if you travel to work and stuff like that. You've got your lunch got to go out and listen to something. You've got all your evenings. And that's that thing is what people say about, they'd say about the fitness as well, say about the learning stuff. They go, I don't have time. And then you go, oh, what you watch on Netflix? And like, oh, I watched all the thing your last night. I'm like, How many? That's four hours. All right, sound.
0: <laughs> you find
2: time for what you want to find time for. And that, no matter yeah. if that's professional or relationship, like personally. Like I've got girlmates all the time. It's like it's the same thing. Like I, I know I I was one of those arsehole lads at once. But guys find time for the things they want to do, whether it's girls that they want to spend time with or stuff professionally that you want to do. You'll make time for the stuff that you want to, that you want.
0: Yeah, mate, that's it. That's it. I, I always say to people when they say they don't have time, I say, um, when was the last time you had a shit? And they go, oh, well, this morning or an hour ago or whatever. I'm like, well, you made time for that, didn't you? <laughs> like, you, whatever's top of your priority list. If you need a shit, it's going to be a top of your priority list, isn't it? Like, if you need a shit. So my friends know You,
2: you,
0: <laughs> you can be sat at the table. You like everyone gone shit over you. back to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that uh, it is a question for you then. So obviously, a, a lot of people are going to business because they, they want to create a life of freedom or something like that or whatever. Um. For you, what was the sort of main reason of, of getting into business? What was like your biggest driver?
2: Uh, do you know what? It's, it's just always been like this weird thing in me since younger, Like, I know I was here to make a difference, but I didn't know what it was. Um, to be fair, it's only the past couple of years that I've probably got an idea of what I want to do over the next five to ten years to make a difference. And after that, I haven't a clue. I've always wanted to do something. I always wanted to get involved in business. I always wanted to make money. Like, I grew up on a council estate in Runcorn. Like, I didn't have a massive amount of money. My mum did everything to give us everything we needed. Uh, I was a little chav running around in my lacoste tracky and stuff like that. So uh, I was a nice chaff, uh, but uh, yeah. So I was, that's it. So I never really had like a lot of money growing up. So it's just like that desire to go right do you know what I'll make something of myself I'll go make that money and that that's why I started my business I underappreciated but I was like do you know what I, I want to go out there and make money because then it gives me a choice to do stuff because that's what it is people say they want money but they want money to do things it's like a choice to do whatever you want like I want to travel the world I want to place abroad I want to be fluent in Spanish lots of different things where it holds down to having that money and time freedom to have that choice
1: so obviously as well, like Dan, obviously you mentioned you love your travel. You go traveling all the time. Like you said, you're you going to Thailand for seven weeks. How how have you managed to be able to create a business with like your with your team and be able to do all the traveling that you
2: actually do? Yeah, so to be honest, my traveling started not too many years ago when I started traveling at the start. I was always so reluctant to do it. And it's just a it's a thing of trust. Like obviously, if you're a one man band, You don't really have anyone there who can help while you're away, Um, apart from if you get like a virtual assistant who can answer the phone or do the emails and whatever else, and that's probably a game changer what people don't realize. Um, But for me, it's just building that team around you where you know you can absolutely trust them. Like every process is done. Like I do a thing where every question that anyone who works for me asks or a question that any client asks, I put it into a board. So every question that's being thrown at me, there's an answer for it, and then anyone can get access to it. I love that. And that's it. It's just you just got to equip stuff. Yeah, to be fair, I probably haven't shared all of those questions with my staff, which I should, but that's the stuff that you should do. It's looking at that type of stuff. It saves so much time. Um, but yeah, it's building that team around you with people that you can rely on and trust and you know that you'll get the job done. But again, before you go away or as you're away, just get the stuff down that needs to get done. And that's, that's all. It's just communication.
0: Yeah, mate, I love that. So, Obviously, you started out in your 20s. If you could flip back now to when you were starting out in your 20s, what would you do differently and what what did you do right as well that you would double down on? Jeez.
2: Um, to be fair, what I did right straight away was networking. Um, yeah. I think I was a bit of a cocky little shit, but in a nice way, like I was a lovable cocky shit. So I just went and did a lot of networking and that's what did well. And I've started doing a lot more again recently and getting out there. And that's one of the things I would have doubled down on, just keep networking, keep networking. I said, that's where me and you met originally. Um, so yeah, it's just networking. It is one of those things like who do you know? Like it, it does, you just get into the right places and the right people. And um, one thing that I didn't do that I would do now, um, I would I'd plan a bit more, a bit more structure and planning, kind of like putting processes in place and planning exactly where we need to go. Because for me, I was just going through it going, oh, yeah, I just want to make money, want to make money. Didn't even have targets every month for what I needed to hit. Um, So I'd say for anyone starting in business, the two things you want to look at is what are your monthly costs? What do you need to survive? Obviously, cut cut down on the shit you don't need at the start and then look at, right, I need to earn this amount in, in the business what's that broken down to weekly, daily or whatever else and do it that way. And that that's definitely if I was starting again in my 20s and that, that's what I'd do. If that's what we've done now, we've just gone through that process because we've just restructured a lot in our business now. So I've just gone through that whole process again. It feels weird because it's a complete um, like shift. But yeah, that's one thing I'd definitely do again if I was younger.
1: I love what you say as well in regard to obviously setting your goals, setting your targets, knowing how much it is for your expenses, because then you can get super clear on like a day to day, a week to week, a month to month, exactly what you need to hit, and then you can keep assessing the situation, you know, with your team to see are are you on track to hit your goals? Because if not, then how how can you change something to make to make it happen? So I absolutely love that. So in terms of obviously you've mentioned you've you've been like very good at networking you've obviously met a lot of people i always say nowadays it's not what you know it's who you know and that's the exact reason why me and jacob are creating freedom lifestyle to create a community uh, for lads especially in their 20s um, to get around the right people to make them level up out of all the people you've met like what is like the the one piece of like the best advice you've ever been given <sighs>
2: the best advice i've ever
1: been given okay now um, We're making you think here, aren't we, Dan? That,
2: that is that's a good that's a really good question. What's the best advice I've ever been given? Um, probably. I know it sounds stupid, but it is just do exactly what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, and that's just because people like someone who shows up and is consistent. And if you bullshit once or don't deliver and stuff like that, that lack of trust just goes. Uh, so that, for me, is just, yeah, do exactly what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. I, I love that. Like that. It's like having integrity for yourself, but then obviously
1: for other people as well. And, yeah, just the yeah. the art of showing up consistently. Yeah. That's it,
2: yeah. And do you know what? Another thing as well, and this is the thing that Matt from Close Podcast says a lot, don't sell something to someone who doesn't fucking need it. That, That's a bugbear, and that stresses me out whenever I see it in business. Like, I want to make money the right way. Yeah, I want to make a fucking ton of money, but I want to do it the right way. And yeah, so it's like, and I give a lot of my money away, like charity and different stuff like that, and all the tree planting stuff that we do. Um, but earn it in the right way, like don't scam people. If you you know, like when you're dealing with someone, if you can actually help them or not, and people just sell shit to anyone. I love that. Yeah,
0: I love that. What's in What's your second second biggest takeaway then <laughs> from all the personal development and all that you've done?
2: We're gonna keep going. Uh, second biggest takeaway. <laughs>
0: Um, nah, nah, just do what?
2: I would say the second biggest takeaway is that thing of um, you don't have to do it all alone. Like yeah. businesses when you're starting out, especially if someone in the twenties, you might not have a network of people or whatever else is that can be a lonely place when you're at the top. Because you even even though you speak to people, I, I've one of the guys who works me I've known since I was ten years old. And I was—he's been with us since 2014 until Monday. Um, so he's going off. He's—he does his YouTube travel channel. He's got his podcast. And everything. He's absolutely nailing it. And I love that. Like I love that. Like I know a lot of bosses got off oh, fucking hell. Like he left. Like, I want him to go and make shitloads of money. And I know he will. Like to be fair, he's been offered a decent amount of money. So fair play to him. But you, I wouldn't speak to him about certain stuff that goes on in business. Or whatever else. Whereas if you've got a network of other business people that you can reach out to, kind of what like you saying then, if you've got a network of other people trying to do similar things that you can then relate to and have those conversations with, that support network is incredible. It's a, it's a game changer. Like you don't have to be there sat alone worrying about stuff or asking questions. Other people are going through it as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's cool. it. Like a, a lot of people would have gone through. A lot of people, the problem that you're currently like, you're either going into a problem, you're in a problem, or you're leaving a problem. And pretty much every problem that you're currently in or going to be in, someone else has been in that problem and overcome it. So getting around the right people, you can just ask the right questions and you can get to your your what you want to get to so much quicker. So I've actually asked this, this question to Matt Alwell and this might make you think, but obviously a lot of um a lot of businesses they actually get their business breakthroughs from actually failing you know learning from from failures i always say like at school people were, you know school students are scared to fail however it's actually really important to fail because that's when you can learn the most so i'm going to ask you a question dan so in business what's been your biggest failure but what did you actually learn from that failure
2: good question um my biggest failure do you know what I used to be really shit at recruitment like I'd say that that that's one of my biggest ones um, I've also rushed into business with people in the past that you shouldn't have um biggest failure is getting big dick syndrome. <laughs> no, like, can, you exp- can you expand? Can you expand? It's a bit of a mix because like it, the biggest failure is that big dick syndrome. When you start making money, you go, Do you know what, actually? Yeah, I'm making five grand a month, I'm making ten grand a month, I'm making fifteen grand a month. And then you go, Right, I'm making more money. I need a bigger car, I need a bigger house, I need I need this, I need to spend money, and then you just turn into a bit of a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to realise that and reset and go, shit, yeah, like. You don't have to just like like you track like sometimes people like show off and stuff i don't think i've ever got to a, such a point but there was a certain points when i've gone and going. actually yeah have i come across as being arrogant or being a bit of an arsehole but yeah it's just that going i've got to spend it. Like, my brother went through it recently he went into being contractor last year because he was working he's an electronic engineer and for the same process and it, he's just i go yeah I start saying he's earning 1800 quid a week because he's a contractor And then he goes, Oh, yeah, I'm upgrading this. I've got this. I've just bought a camper van. I've done this. I've done that. And I was like, Why the fuck are you wasting your money? And I know that because I've done it. Like, he's he's seen me do it as well. But it's that, yeah, that big dick syndrome of just because you're earning more money, you don't have to go out straight away and spend it. It's like people's limits just keep going up. And it's like your your money's gone every month. You're not investing it. You're not doing anything else. And then, yeah, if you're spending that money and stuff, the arrogance can get to your head. So that, yeah. that's one thing that people just need to be aware of.
1: You hit a huge point as well in terms of um, rather than spending that money on like material things, you could in be investing that money. You could be investing that money back into your business to grow it and scale it. Or you could be investing that money into assets, which is going to create you passive income. So rather than spending the earned income, you can then invest into assets, which is going to get you passive income, e.g. properties, and then spend the passive income
2: exactly that's it and it's looking at that level of going right i'll take out a certain amount for myself and then out of that that's where you put your own investments in but then yeah the, the money in the business you don't have to pull it all out pull out what you need and a bit extra to do whatever but then most of it in the business just keep using it to grow like i said yeah. there's lots of different stuff like i've gotten i've got involved in properties bit of crypto stuff now and again um ISO investment, S and P five hundred. There's lots of different little things that and I actually did one just before I jumped on this course. Someone sent me something over, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll invest in that and I'll see what <laughs> happens with it." Um, <laughs> but it's just one of those where you got. Do you know what? Let's try lots of different things and do that. One like, of my mate a man that I know through networking, he's a stockbroker and he's the same like he's a certified wealth manager now, and he's like, "Yeah, you've got to have lots of different things where you're looking at it." You don't have to rush and do it because lots of people do that. They get excited and go, "Oh fucking hell, crypto! It's jumped up forty percent the last day," and they go and chuck all their money that they've got in the bank in it. Like even if they've only got like two, three, or four grand, they'll chuck it in. It will jump down twenty three percent the next day. and They'll shit themselves. They've just lost the money. Never invest that money that you know that you can lose like a bet. Don't bet money that you can't. That you need. Mm, bang on. That's bang what it on, is. Uh, yeah, uh, it, that's why people go wrong with it.
0: So out of your it is a bit of you might not know the answer to this to be fair, but out of sort of your profits then that you make, what sort of percentage are you like, this is for me, I'll do whatever I want, and then this is like the percentage where I'm like, okay, this is what I'm investing?
2: Um that's a good do you know what? Each one's very different because you've got to understand like where you're at. Um to be fair, we've we've just been really lucky with the property at the minute because my brother wants to move to the coast and we've got two rentals in Preston. So uh, we said, oh, we'll sell them and cash in because the property value has gone higher. We bought a property in 2018 for £83,000. We sold it the other week for one hundred and thirty eight. pounds Nice. So it went up fifty five grand in four years. Nice. <laughs> so we were like, oh, that's got a lot better return than we thought it would. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that one worked really well. But yeah, I um, think... After- the most stable has got to be the property side. It's just, um, but people, I think to be fair, I didn't do it this way, but a lot of people get that thing where they go like, if they want to get invested in property and other stuff, like that, they buy their big house first. And then they start like buying small properties and stuff. But I'd, I'd start low. Uh, I'd buy a smaller house for yourself that, you know, like you can, that's cheaper to run and stuff. Cause I, like, that one that I said, it we be sold. My brother moved into it. Cause I moved it into it at the start. And the mortgage was like, 250, 300 quid, it was tiny. It's like your monthly outgoings are rammed down. Whereas then I moved into my big house and it's like 800 quid a month mortgage. Like, do you know what I mean? There's that, there's that difference of going live within your means. I was okay because I've obviously worked, I was like, do you know what? I want a decent house now. I want to sit, I want a finger. But if I did that back in 2012, 13, 14, I think I would have been fucked. Um, yeah, going back to that percentage wise. Completely depends. It depends whether it's short term or long term that you're looking at. But I think you can't get too excited. Where if someone says, "Oh, if you invest a thousand pound in this, you're going to have ten grand in five weeks," more often than not, that's bullshit. Although it can happen because it happened the other year. We did um, a bit of crypto stuff, and my sister's uh, fiance messaged me. I've been friends with him since again since I was like nine, ten, eleven years old, and um, he was like, "Oh, Sheba." So, new crypto, it's going to go well. I was like, oh, yeah, it's only like that. And I went, oh, I'll sh- just shove a few hundred quid in it. And I just said to him, I was like, I oh, can you put it in yours because I'm out and I'll transfer the money. And then he messaged me later on saying, i don't transfer it to yours now. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, could also set it all up. And when he transferred me, it's like 800 quid. So, it's like jumped up in like, a matter of hours. I was like, what's happening? He went, oh, it's just exploding. So, like, we made like 12 to 14, 12, 13, 14 grand off. Like, we put an extra bit of money, but those don't come around often. So, yeah, it, it depends, but I'd say, like, property's always the stable one. It's just obviously yeah. the price at the minute are just inflated massively, so I wouldn't touch it right now.
0: So, at, at this moment in time, someone who's listening to this, they've never invested in their life, but they're like, okay, I'm I'm, a, I'm in a place now where I want to invest my money. Where would you say um, for them to invest their money first, no matter how big or small?
2: Good good question. Ugh. No matter how big or small is a very different thing, but Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right,
0: I'll, I would, take, I'll take a figure out there then. They've got five grand. They've got five grand.
2: I'd say, if it depends if it's just like a one-off thing, but if you were ongoing, I just do like the typical thing of doing like the monthly ISO payments, like S&P 500, like Vanguard or one of those, which is nice and easy to manage where you can go, right, I'll put in 250, 500 pound a month or whatever you can afford every month and just let that compound up. And that's a good starting point. Because, again, if that's just sitting in your bank, you might as well put it in something that might gain. Yeah, it'll drop, it'll go up because that's what they do. But I would definitely, if if you're new to it, I would definitely do something like that and just learn how it all goes. Um, yeah. Obviously, you can do it through a financial advisor because there's a lot out there and they can help you with that and they can kind of go through it and explain it. Or you can just do it direct yourself. Like I know I know both sides. Like Both sides are great. Like I said, the stockbroker guy, I'm talking to him in January about doing some stuff with him. But then I've got direct stuff for like Vanguard and a couple of others. Nice. There's a new one that the stockbroker has shown me that Allianz Trust or something, and they try and beat the S and P five hundred. So that's what I want to have a little play around with next year. Nice. Bang
1: on, bang on. So in terms of like Dan, where like our listeners can actually find you best, like in terms of social media, obviously we can put all our links uh, into our like description and stuff. Like, where's the best places uh, for our listeners to find you, Dan?
2: Well, it depends whether you want me moaning about Liverpool results or talking about <laughs> business.
1: You might have just put off a lot of people there.
2: <laughs> yeah, so for myself, yeah, I am a Liverpool fan. Uh, yeah, don't follow me on Twitter unless you want a lot <laughs> of rants or screams about Liverpool. Uh, so that, that's, yeah, I think that's where that's where all my uh, football stuff goes out. But yeah, uh, LinkedIn, um, to be fair, I've started my TikTok this week. I feel like an old old man trying a new technology. It's nuts. I love TikTok. I scroll through and watch loads of stuff in it because I feel like obviously the stuff that I've watched it then sends me more stuff that's similar. Um, But yeah, I feel like an old man trying to learn a new technology. I'm 34 years old and run a tech company and TikTok's blowing my fucking head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so that's my thing, and then I'm creating my. Um, so I'm separating my Instagram account as well. So I'm keeping my personal one at, like private, and then I'm doing more of like a business focused one as well. So I'll I'll send you a link for that once I've literally just set it up before.
1: Cool. So yeah, we'll we'll bang that in in our in our descriptions, and and we've got one final question um before we wrap the podcast up, and that's what does freedom lifestyle mean to you, Dan?
2: Oh, good question. So freedom lifestyle for me, do you know what? it changed from like what I thought years ago it would have been to like now when you realize it and it's just freedom lifestyle is just a choice to do what you want. And it's like, you don't have to. And I feel like people are in a rush, like Jacob saying about the investments or whatever else. Like I used to be in a rush to go, Oh, I'll grow the business. I'll grow up. Cause we have a website building platform where people can build their own website, sign up and pay a monthly fee. So obviously the more people we get subscribed, the more value the, the business is worth. We want to hit 10,000 businesses on there, but we know we're not going to do that in two weeks, whereas people are always in a rush to go, how do I get rich quick? That doesn't happen. Get get rich quick schemes don't exist. They're called the fucking lottery. That's (laughs) that's the only one where you get rich, and you're probably never going to win it. Um, So for me, it's that choice. So it's not being in a rush, but it's creating that lifestyle where you're bringing in that money and continuously growing, but not just your wealth. It's more like, like what you guys are about, it's that personal development journey. Like you may earn the same amount of money all year, but if you've personally developed, got a bit fitter and gone into the gym, worked on yourself, that's it. And that, as you said, I like going away. So it's that mix of the ability that if you can work from anywhere, go and do it, go and enjoy your life. But yeah, it's just that freedom of choice. And that, that's what I said. Like I had an exit plan a few years ago where I was like, right, by it was like 2027, 20, I'm going to sell a business and go. But I called it a choice plan now because I'm gonna choose when we hit a certain number, or when we get to a certain level of whether I sell the business, stay in it, do something else, or whatever I do. And my plan isn't then just to disappear. So not I'm bad. gonna put that question back to you guys. What do you think it is? Oh God. Go so yeah, I'm on, I'm man. flipping it around now, I'm being easier. <laughs> <you>. uh, <laughs> do
1: you know what? I'm 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 bang on with you as, as in terms of it's all about choice. Like this is like what we're we're not saying that. It's in order to be free it's like you've got to travel the world like a freedom lifestyle to to someone might be getting to spend a load of time with their family getting to spend a load of time with their kids getting to play golf uh, many hours every single day like everybody's freedom lifestyle is different to them but ultimately it is
2: down to choice that's the one because everyone gets the misperception wrong is that everyone wants to be rich and traveling the world and shagging beautiful women on a yard and all this stuff and yeah that obviously men's side of things, but <laughs> it's not its not that because people's freedom thing is, as you said, then it's like spending some time and money. So like the guys who work for us, like we'll never make anyone do overtime or anything like that. Cause I, I don't fucking believe in it. Get your job done, go home and enjoy your time with your family. Like, and that's what some people just want that. And Gary V says it. And I've listed a lot of his stuff. I've actually, funny enough, in the next tab when I close this is like Gary V thing about how to build a personal brand and all this stuff. But um, yeah, he talks about it. There's like the people who work for you, the people that you know, you ask them what 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 do they want in life? What does success look like to them? Because they're not the same as you. Everyone's not the same. Like even you two lads, I know you two want to be massively successful, but there might be different things in there. Because I know, Callum, you've got a partner. So your thing will probably be like, I want to grow my life with her. I want to do, hopefully you are still together now. I've just completely got it wrong. Uh, like we are. Like, we are. Yeah, great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> She's like a lovely girl. Good. Um, so yeah, so that's it for you. It's like, I want to travel the world with my partner I wanna get married, have kids or whatever else, but I want that final traffic to spend time and let my kids grow. Whereas Jacobs might be like, oh, I want to travel the world, I want to do this, I wanna am to... not even gonna go there.
1: This is more of the example you said about Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I want a dambril's <laughs> area motherfucker. Yeah,
2: this. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. So and, and that's it. Like um, funny funny enough, so the one I said about before Martin, who and the guy who's just gone off, he, he does some work with this guy called Kurt Caz, who's a um, YouTube lab, and that's exactly what he's doing at the moment. He's been around South America for He's, he's hiring out yachts, going on there with these South American girls and stuff like that, and just enjoying life. And that's what some people want. But then like, I know my friends, like, the main thing they want in life is to make a decent income, not have go home to the family and not stress about work the next day. There's so many people that stress, and that the biggest bugbear that I'll say to anyone, and I say it to friends, I've said it to, like, it's a reason I've left ex-girlfriends before is that when they come home and moan about something, whether they're moaning about work or overweight or anything like that, and they don't do anything about it, grinds me, like pisses yeah. me off. And I just say, I was like, you moaning at me about it. Don't because you're not doing anything. Yeah. But that, that, that's what I was saying. Like there's people there that are just miserable. Change it. Like certain little changes in the life is a, make a massive difference. But yeah, um, Going back to that, yeah, it's definitely, like, different people's perceptions on that. Like, I know my mum, fucking hell, my mum doesn't give a shit about anything, doesn't give a shit about money or anything like that. She's just happy. I'd say for her kids, like, her grandkids, she just wants her grandkids to be happy. She doesn't care about us now, it's just her grandkids. She actually said to me, she was like, when you have grandkids, you realise you don't love your kids. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it some people just literally are that thing of as long as my kids are happy and healthy I'm good and that's what their life is and as you said that's the that's the freedom so go on Jacob what's yours Ooh,
0: so I think there's two types of freedom I think there's internal freedom and there's external freedom so similar to you boys external freedom freedom of choice do what you want when you want whatever the you know with whatever the fuck you want all that stuff But then there's internal freedom. So I think a lot of people, they focus a lot on the external freedom. Oh, I want to be rich. I want to travel. I want to do all these things, which is amazing and is a big part of freedom. But they they forget about the internal freedom. Like I know a lot of people who are living out in Bali, seemingly living their best life, making a shitload of money, but they feel like shit every day. And it's because they're not leaning into their purpose. So I think internal freedom is getting rid of traumas and stuff that you're holding. Operating from a place that is in alignment with your purpose of who you are, um, operating in a place in alignment with your values and just being real and being yourself. Like, being authentic is freedom in itself because so many people act as if they're scared of being themselves. Yeah, yeah.
2: Do you know what you you said then about what people are focused on too much? And I think what people focus on so much and why people – Right like now, like, so many people are so down or that they always, like, the. I'm going to say, like, victim card mode, what I call it, is that they look at all the stuff they don't have and they don't appreciate the stuff they do have. And, like, yeah. funny, if you're born in England, you're fucking lucky. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they go, oh, shit, like, yeah, the country's a mess, but it hell, like, would you rather be English? Or look at it now, like, obviously, horrible situation. People in Ukraine are getting bombed every single day and people in England have the audacity to say that, oh, this country has gone to shit. Like We're so lucky and they focus on on stuff like they compare against other people and there's people sitting at a weekend going, oh, I wish this, I wish that, and they're just comparing their lives and everything at all the stuff they don't have. You've got a roof over your head. You go to England, you get fucking the NHS, you get fresh water. You've got a family who love you. Yeah, you sat there one night on your own, bored, and you're wondering about the life you could have. Go fucking work and do it. Then. Do you know what I mean? It's that type of stuff where they just focus on the stuff they don't have and then appreciate the stuff they actually have. Bang on. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not like I say all the time. It's just people just don't appreciate it and like. Um, there's another thing as well that I saw him. Um, is it Tony, it's Tony Robbins actually? And do you know I? I've never really been a fan of him because. It's going to sound really I'm not a massive fan of American accents sometimes to be A bit too happy for me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and it's like, fuck yeah, let's go, man! you fucking live the day. And I'm like, right, calm down. Just woke up. <laughs> but um, something he said, and it's talking about like him. Um, and I, I was saying it to the uh, other uh, like, her, like people blame people like hold on to blame like uh, like blame ex partners or stuff like that, and there's always hatred towards them. But they don't thank him for teaching them a lesson or they don't thank them for the good stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, there's I always that. that thing <laughs> of like, they hate them and they go, oh, like, the, the example was Tony Robbins on his thing and it was like a girl and a dad was an alcoholic and then a woman and then she was, and then the woman was like, yeah, I hate, I hate him and stuff like that. And then the girl was like, yeah, I don't like how it all thanked. And then Tony Robbins said to the like, yeah, but you got to thank him for having a daughter. Thank him for the good stuff and then you can start to heal. And that's yeah. what it is. It's like realizing that the difference on that as well.
1: I love that. I love that. I and mean, what what a, a good way to end in terms of like what you were mentioning a minute ago about it's at the end of the day, it's all about gratitude. Like when when you can love the position you're in right here, right now, that is freedom. Um, but this podcast has been absolutely class as always. Uh, me and jacob very grateful dan that you've took your time out for this podcast and um i can't wait to continue this relationship but everybody listens to this go follow dan he's got so much value maybe go see uh see him on his uh, new tiktok um, yeah. but other than that guys i'm not dancing
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah screw the dancing <laughs>
1: screw the dancing right adios guys adios